Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Strike Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Dan. Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? We're talking some basketball and a whole lot more around the sporting world. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws, because they're free. Sewed 339. Coming hotter at you guys than Radio Rewind 1. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tossman, the Rock Disciples, and Nikki Snacks Kreider. And, uh, wow. Shout out to uh, the 339 area code. Yeah. Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, look at that. There we go. That's a big one. I'm happy about that one today. Um, Includes the cities of Lynn. Yeah. Waltham. Yeah. Malden. Medford. And Weymouth Towns. There you go. Shout out. Shout out. 339. You know what to do. Um, My voice is a little fried, and if you're wondering why. I think mine is too, right? Nick and I were out in New York. Uh, We had a great week last week, for those who missed it. It was our first week on radio. Super exciting. We got to listen to it. Uh, Toss, were you able to listen to it in your car? Because you were in Santa Barbara. I was able to listen to it. I was able to catch... The Stripe at 6 p.m. Pacific time uh, on 1090 a.m. So you can check it out. We'll actually probably be posting that link, right? The live link mm-hmm. on our Instagram and Twitter uh, when we go live in the weeks to come. But we're excited about being on the radio. Thought we had a, a good inaugural show. I thought we had a really good inaugural inaugural show. I agree. Um, and we will be live on the tube uh, in a, maybe like a week's time, two weeks time. We're going to sort that out. Uh, and yeah, it was a lot of fun and it's up on Spotify for those who not, missed it. Not RedTube, YouTube. Not yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry for those, uh, got your minds in the gutters like us. Uh, it's the YouTube, not the RedTube. And the reason why our minds are in the gutters is because we had a lovely lunch with our friend Lisa Ann on Friday. Yeah. She says hi toss by the way. Oh, hi Lisa. <laughs> you know, it was interesting. I actually went <laughs> I, I went and shopped at the Grove, which is an outdoor mall in Los Angeles today, and I saw a, a gentleman wearing some shorts at Lululemon that said Brazzers on them, which was nice. uh, an interesting an interesting choice of wardrobe. Wait, it was Lulu and Brazzers? No, no, it wasn't like a Lulu Brazzers collab. It oh, was, got it. was he fire. was wearing he was wearing Brazzers shorts as he perused in Lululemon. Got it. But I thought, you know, if potentially he's an adult film star, in which case he's wearing his branding, which is good on him. If he's not, I think it's a little bit suspect of a wardrobe choice. Yeah, I never understood the guys that out in public repped like the full-on porn shit. We have a friend that reps a full-on Pornhub shirt. Who? Geo. Oh, 
Yeah, I mean, artist, art, <laughs> artist, artist exemption for George. <laughs> Sweet George. He, some people can get away with it, and some people don't care. I think he's in the latter. Um, but yeah, that's a. I forgot he had that shirt. It's hilarious. It's it's befitting of him. Um, but yeah, we had a great lunch with Lisa Ann. That was, and she grammed us the next day. We were hungover on Saturday. We got some interesting messages on the gram and Nick, follows. You got to tell the people what they messaged you uh, and toss. So yeah, there's a couple of guys who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who slid into my DMs after I was tagged in a picture with Lisa Ann from? You must have looked better day. than I did because I only got one DM. Maybe slide. I look more. Maybe I look more approachable. <laughs> Toss, I knew but, Toss would like that. Josh, Josh, I think it's. I think. I think it's okay. I think it's okay that you didn't get any DMs, Josh. I think this one is is okay. <laughs> okay, thanks, buddy. But uh, I'll go ahead back. and just read you uh, my two favorite. Uh, actually, the only two. Uh, hello, my name is Igor. Pleasure. How are you doing today? I live Brazil. I big fan in Lisa Ann. Eesh. That's one. And the other one just said threesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is so fucking awesome. Yeah, it was uh, wild to wake up and she just grammed us. I don't know. Some of the homies freaked out. It, that's like the best part about it, having her as a guest. The dudes were like, yo, it's crazy. And the girls were like oh, way over their heads. Yeah. The chicks you with had no idea what was going on. They thought it was dope, though. They thought it was the end of the question. How supportive. do we... How how do we know that that guy that messaged Nick threesome wasn't talking about a threesome with you, Nick and Josh? How do we know? Well, so we that's know. I, you know what I was I was trying to put together what he was getting at, okay, and I was think? thinking yeah, I was a, thinking either ridiculous I was either thinking he wants me and him to have a threesome, with Lisa Ann, oh, and just, or or, that, or he I'm was out. just or he was just implying <laughs> that me, Lisa Ann, and Josh had a threesome. Yeah, which did not happen at no, all. No, it did not. <laughs> yeah. Or he's just a huge Nick Kreider fan, and he wants to have a threesome with you, Nick, with any any third party. <laughs> if you read the comments on the Instagram post that uh, she posted of us, they're absurd. One of them was like, oh, God, these guys are so lucky. And the other one was like, oh, this looks like this is on set of, of browsers. And this other one was like, oh, they're smiling, and they look very happy, but you can tell that their mind is on something else. That one's like – I was like, what? That one's creepy. <laughs> the ones that were ridiculous, there was someone just literally comments on – her photo, I was like, I felt so bad. It was like just they just commented anal pounding on the photo of us. So sweet. Good lord. I know. What are people doing? What are people, uh, what's wrong with people? The yeah. podcast is so different than the radio show, huh, I boys? Know. <laughs> yeah, it is. Even though we did a shout out to OJ's family, or I did. I don't want to. Yeah, don't don't say we. That was all you. <laughs> I'm not gonna say we in that one. Uh, our studio, the network had it was like great show. Call me <laughs> on Friday. So. I'm hoping it's a good call. Call him tomorrow. We'll see. I would, but yeah, our inaugural show is great. I, th- I think people really dug it. Um, our, we had friends and family listen, and we hopefully some people in SoCal area because it does technically reach 24 million people. But we're back on the podcast. Stoked to be here. Crazy game. We just finished the Suns and the Nuggies. The Suns. I had said to you, Toss, to our buddy Brandon, in our basketball little trio text, and I'd said to Nick that I at the beginning of the series that I thought that this was a bad matchup for Denver and this would be a quick one. And I'm happy to say that I was right. This, this son's matchup was not good for Denver. And not only was it not good for Denver, I don't really think it's good for anybody. I think it's good for the Suns. I mean, yeah, it's great for the Suns. Bridges and Crowder are the exact wing players you need right now. They're playing at the top. First of all, Crowder has been there a million times at this point. And Bridges is younger, but he's also a two-time national champion. I mean, the guy is not shy from the spotlight. He was the best player on the second go at it in 2018 on that Nova team, or one of. And he's playing unbelievable basketball. Ayton's a monster. 
And then Chris Paul, I mean, Tassi, I, I'm sure you, you know, you, you've always known this and I, I've, I've always realized, but like, I really watched tonight and, and Nick and Nick, it's like Nick kind of echoed it, that he always realized this way as a Clippers fan, Chris Paul getting just outside the paint to his right, just peppering shot after shot. He, they just couldn't stop it's it. Automatic. It's just his MO. And it, it was like, I really realized it tonight and kind of thought back to all the games I've seen of Chris Paul. I'm like, that's his like cut fastball. That's his game. And it was just on another level tonight. Yeah. They couldn't stop it. I yeah, no matter every, what they threw at him. Every major NBA star has their go to move, right? And yeah. his is even with his size, is pretty unstoppable. It's kind of that little rock dribble at the elbow and he, he goes to, you know, kind of falling over to his right side and he hits it over every single guy. And and the shoulder was an issue early in that Lakers series, but he seems to be healthy, and if he wasn't completely healthy, if he wasn't 100%, he's got another week, basically, uh, until they'll play in the Western Conference Finals, so even more time for him, which is great for the Suns. Yeah, yeah. the commentators were saying, you know, I hope they have a, a ice bath for him on the plane on, back to, on the way back to Phoenix. He's got a full week off. Yeah. He'll be he'll be just fine. <laughs> I mean, dude's full on sea bass right now. He's totally Chilean, and... Again, like I thinking back to all those games and really thinking back to Chris Paul's, uh, you know, his his go to move. It is that, but I, it was just in such full force tonight. Like at one point, he was like in the third quarter, he was six of six with twelve points, and they showed his shot chart, and it was literally almost the same spot every shot. It was ridiculous. It was unfathomable. That's his game. He's t- he's taken thousands of those shots, and it really exposed what Denver didn't have, and that was a good defensive guard. They needed. Uh, they really needed. I'm trying. Like honestly, like Marcus Smart would have been unbelievable for them, and that would have been a huge difference maker in this series. Obviously, Jamal Murray going tit for tat with Booker would have been huge. But I'm just saying, so another player that they could have gone out and get, or can go out and get, to kind of compete next year. Because look, MPJ is going to get only going to get better. He was great this year. Murray will be back, hopefully healthy, and obviously Jokic. As long which, as he stays healthy. Yeah, which Jokic. By the way, criminal. Of those refs. The rest, that was a terrible called game. Um, and I'm usually not one to try to bash on the officials, but those refs absolutely queef Jenkins that game. Yeah, Jokic cocked back on a, on a, a, a try to block a shot or, or swat the ball. Swat out. the ball out and of Cameron hit, Payne. Yeah, in his face. And then they got in each other's face, or, or D Book and him got in each other's face. Yeah. And then they tossed him out, gave him a, a technical two, and then. He was gone for the rest of the game. They and gave him, and they, that was it. That was his season because he won the MVP, and that was the last game for him. So it's BS. Terrible dude. way to go out for the MVP. You can't give the MVP a KR for like a little nose swipe. Yeah. What do you think on that toss? That was BS, dude. Yeah, I mean, the officiating from the beginning of the year has been kind of suspect all across the board. I mean, every single – not that we should ever, you know, take much note of what the – Instagram trolls are saying on the mm. on the NBA's Instagram or any basketball related Instagram, but the common Instagram comment is always one of the teams versus the refs, right? That's and I think sometimes they're just kind of grasping at straws, and other times they actually have some validity behind their statement because I, I you know watch a lot of NBA games and there's it, it's a tough job, it's not easy to do, but there are calls every single game, especially with how specific some of the rulings are on technical fouls, flagrants. Um, fouls on three-point shooting, fouls on the swipe through, you know, on-ball defending fouls. Like, it, it gets really tricky. It's some of the same stuff we see in the NFL where we're kind of just like, what's going on here? What are the refs doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was like 
a flagrant one, okay? But a flagrant two on that call was just... What was the... I don't understand the point of it. It was like... It was so not... He didn't mean to hurt the guy. It was so unintentional. No. It, it looked, he looked frustrated. He did. I mean, there's... But it wasn't like a shove. Literally a frustration, you know, swat, but... The ejection for the MVP is just disrespectful. It's disrespectful to his stardom, and I hate to be like that, but that's just the way the NBA is. Like in like in tossing, like it's like you know, so and so versus the refs. But guys get calls. Superstars get calls. Yep. And this should have been a situation where he got a call. Yeah, I agree. And, and I mean, did. if that was LeBron, he, that would not have happened. Oh my God! It'd throw LeBron out of a game. Mm. No, no, LeBron would have to run or no test way. someone to get thrown out of a game. Legitimately, go into the stands and start throwing punches um, quickly. Couple pair of games at two to one. Uh, Phillies bounce back one two in a row. The Clippers bounce back at home, winning the game three against the Jazz. Or either game, what do you think is more likely? Both games go to three and one, or both games go to two two. I think two and two. Mm. Toss. I think, I think they're probably going to have different outcomes. Okay. I, I feel a lot more comfortable seeing the the Clippers Jazz series. Series at two versus two. Yeah, I think the Sixers are going to take it to three, three, one. I think they're the better team. They have the best player in that series um, with JoJo. And if Ben Simmons can score, you know, more than twelve points, they're in a really good position because they've got other guys that can contribute. And if JoJo's going to score forty every single game, I mean, he's just he's just dominating the Hawks. And they've kind of figured things out. With Trey Young's, he still had a great game last game, but I, I feel like they've just kind of figured him out. Yeah, and it's. Which I don't understand how they didn't have that figured out at the beginning. They have so many long bodies they can just throw at him. And the bench for the Sixers has just exploded. It's like a different guy. It's like the other night it was like obviously Shake Milton took over, but then it was Cork Maz um, and the, the Justin Berman lookalike and Dwight Howard who exploded <laughs> the <laughs> I loved that. Who exploded the other day. And I mean Embiid like was like Good, like from a point standpoint, but he had eight assists. He had didn't blocks. I mean, he's really doing it all for this team. I've I've really have enjoyed John Collins in the playoffs, um, and Gallinari was great off the bench. But Lou Will left a lot to be desired, and Hoiter uh, kind of came back down to earth for the Hawks. I'm with you in this. Yeah, it's still um, a very, it's still a very young team. Yeah, it's still I, a very very young team, and you have to tip your cap to what they've done so far. But we can't forget that. Most of these guys haven't been here before. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty much the only guys that have been there this far are like, I, I'd imagine Gallo in some capacity, but maybe not even really. And Capella has seen some depth in the playoffs, and obviously Lou Will has experienced some depth in, depth in the playoffs. But this is a veteran Sixers team with some guys that have won titles. So, plus Doc Rivers at the helm. Uh, I do love Nate McMillan. But I think I will say I'm more confident in going into 2-2 I'm more confident in in the Hawks tying it up than the Jazz taking it to 3-1 against the Clippers at home. I think the Clippers, I hate how they can just do this and start slow and go go down 2-0. It's then so back. strange. It's the strange. It's bizarre. But it, I really think it comes down to coaching. At the end of the day, we keep saying it over and over again. It's just poor coaching. It comes down to mentality, too. But I do think they'll go, and I think they're going to take care of business. I'm very confident that it goes to 2-2. Especially spiting out at 100%. Uh, I... I yeah, this is an interesting series because I think in comparison to their last series against the Mavericks, this is truly a must win game. I, I know every game in the playoffs is a must win, but this is this feels like a really, really meaningful 
game four for them because if I, I think if they go down three one they will lose the series oh for sure uh against this jazz team the jazz team is just too good across the board they're too consistent they play with each other and it's not a one-man show right donovan mitchell has been fantastic but other guys have certainly stepped up because they're good players yeah. um and we, we saw what it took for the clippers to win Kawhi and pg weirdly are averaging the exact same statistics points assists, and rebounds wow. uh it's kind of baffling uh, through three games it's like 27 points whatever it's it's literally like to the point to the to the 10th like it's the exact same That's um, but they both are gonna have to show up and of course of course they're gonna need some contribution from a couple of guys right we're gonna yeah. need to see reggie jackson luke Kennard, one of the you know someone step up probably multiple guys yeah it's it's unfortunate you know i mean i think if those guys don't step up then there's no chance, but you also have to take advantage of your home your home court advantage. I mean, going to Utah's it's hard. So oh, yeah. you got to win your games in LA. It's like full capacity, treacherous. It's a tough place to play right now. It's one of the toughest places to play on the planet right now because it's full capacity. They don't give two hoots about COVID nineteen, and they realistically haven't for months at this point. Um, it's a brutal place to play. Whereas the Clippers, I, I think that's. It, it's been such an underrated storyline that hasn't been talked about. But the Clippers still don't really have home games. Like even at even at the Mavericks Clippers game that I went to in the fir- in the first round series, like there were just as many Lakers and Mavericks fans as there were Clippers. And Lakers fans are not Clippers fans; they are anti-Clippers fans. You're so right. it's really interesting. Lakers Obviously, they lost three of those game. They lost three of those games against the Mavericks um, at home. They they took Game Seven, of course, but they don't have home court against the jazz and i don't even think it really matters because they it, what what is a home game for them it doesn't feel like it really impacts things right no i agree with you and it's similar to the Chargers situation here in la as well but you know more than anything i think it's basically just saying not playing in utah it's more of a neutral ground than just playing in a really hostile environment right and we had this conversation today actually at the baseball game that josh and i were at we went to the padres mets game at city field with his father and our friend evan and uh shout out to his family yeah. uh <laughs> thank you we uh it was a fun time, but we had this conversation about how L.A. is Lakers first, Dodgers second, close second. You know, they could be tied 1A, 1B. And then from there, maybe USC football, UCLA football. But then we were just and then it's the like Clippers, Clippers are down there. Kings, you know, Kings are Kings Angel. are up. Kings are above that, you know. Yeah. I mean, Chargers. The Chargers Rams, are way down there. The, the, the Angels are down there. Yeah. It, LA, is a not, LA is Lake Show. Then it's Dodgers. Dodgers then it's USC football. Yeah, and but so that's the thing. And like, LAFC, LAFC might be ahead I, of dude, the that's Clippers. What, that's what I said. I got some dirty looks from the people behind us. I don't know why they got involved. They um, were bitter because the Padres were winning. <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, you tossed Nick, guys, for those that don't know, we should kind of figure out how to do that video. I mean, I, there's no real content you make. It's just for us. But Nick took a video of the Tatis homer. It wasn't oh, a great. No, sorry, sorry, it's not a homer. Oh, it was a grand, grand slam. slam. It's like a, it's all he really wanted to see, and he got it. And every, first of all, everyone knew it was happening. This let me set the scene for you a little bit, Toss, of what went down. And listeners, we get to the, <laughs> please. <laughs> we're at where it's bases loaded. It was two. It was two to one Mets. Then they give up a single. Well, hold on. It was two to one Mets, and they the Mets pull out their starting pitcher that was. Pitching really well, and Joey yeah. Lucchese, he had allowed yeah. one run. He was only at 80 pitches. They pulled him out in the fifth, in inning. The fifth inning, right? They pinched hit for him with no men on, on base. Ridiculous. Which is stupid. Yeah. And they bring in Familia, yeah. who he's been rocky. You know, I mean, he's got a good ARA, but he walks a lot of batters. Your dad even goes, I guarantee you, this starts out 
one and zero. Yeah, on the count, and it started up two and zero, and then he walked the guy. He needs to have like guys on base every time. He gets out of the sixth inning though. It gets out unscathed, but they bring him out for the seventh inning. But he's a one inning pitcher. It was a really bad game by Rojas called. He called a terrible game. They load the bases up, and they bring in this guy, Jacob Barnes. And when I tell you they bring in this guy, Jacob Barnes, out of the bullpen, it's not like he just comes out of the bullpen, warms up. How long was his entrance video? It was a full Arl Grimes song. Is that who it was? It was like a, this elaborate video. And I'm like, this guy's got a 5-4 ERA. Like, why are they doing a full-on, like, WWE Undertaker WrestleMania-style entrance for this There was, dude? like, lightning, like, strikes, like, in the back of his visuals it and was, graphics. And, like, he had, like, this intense stares in the video screen. And, like, everyone's like, who, who is this guy? Who is this guy? It was the weirdest, most uncomfortable thing. Third pitch, Grand Slam. <laughs> well, for, no, he walked in a run first. Oh, Familia, yeah. Familia, they walked in the run. Familia had walked in the run. Sorry. And then that was at the bases. Right, right. Familia loaded the bases, walked in the run, so it was 2-2. Tatis hits the grand slam. Nick is taking a video of, he knows it's going to happen. We all do. He's taking the video. He doesn't even really get the home run. He's cheering at this point. And then he like goes to survey like the Mets fans behind us. And there's one old dad who's just like gives the middle finger to Nick's video camera. Directly but, behind but me. He's really, up, he's really up in your, he's really up in y'all's grill. Like yeah. it felt like he was, he was sitting with you. I was almost like, is that John? He like, was directly <laughs> behind me, and I just had my my camera zoomed in, and just, yeah. it was just of his dome. Yeah, it was his dome and his middle finger like over his nose. It was a lovely video. And then the next at bat, man, Machado hits a home run. So back to back, it was yeah. a great game for me to see. Yeah, it was a terrible game. It was a great game. If any baseball fans out there are also betters it was a great game to live line bed at betonline.ag yeah i uh may or may not have gone to betonline.ag and put a live line bet on the padres when they were down to one nick you'd be really proud of me nice and i made out i made out like a bandit so go to betonline.ag and sign up today nice let's do it you're online sportsbook experts we had a great time at the game though we did uh it was a lot of fun uh they're not a full capacity yet um and yeah, I mean, uh, we were we I like I like sitting in the outfield. We're sitting in the outfield, and I, the only thing I didn't like in the outfield, like, look, the little kids asking the the left fielder to throw the ball up to them is one thing. We're in the third level too, and there's an old man asking him to throw the ball. He's like 50 years old. It's like, dude, the left fielder's not throwing it above the first level, and it, he's not risking you fall your fat ass falling over the railing. Lawsuit, then you know, it's just it was so it was. Bizarre. That was the only bizarre part about the game. I don't know why that got under my skin. I'm I'm out on grown ass men bringing baseball gloves to professional baseball games. You saw that at the game? Yeah. Yeah. One of those guys was doing it. Get it together. Like you have a family. You have a mortgage. You can't be bringing in a baseball glove to the game if you're over fifty. You're not even if you're over the age of like eighteen. Yeah, it's gotta stop. I think I think once you hit adulthood, if you can drive, no more, no more baseball gloves, no mas. Yeah, it's toast. Well, if you have, if you have a kid, if you have a kid, that's it's fair. I don't think he did that. I think he was just with his like older fam. I don't if know. If you have a kid, let your kid have it. But yeah, you don't you don't. Well, be a man. no. But what catch if you can catch the ball and then give it to your kid? Catch I think bare hands. Sense. We saw some great catches today by by spectators. Oh yeah, some spectators had some bare hand snags off of foul balls. Which like are all rockets. day, all day, people were cheering for him. Yeah, there was more cheers for the foul balls being caught than for the Mets doing good things. Yeah, the vibe. How many, how many MLB fans a year do you think, when there's normal fans in the stadium, yeah, break their hands from foul ball catches Uh, every year? A couple, probably a couple. Uh, Like a couple. At least you're gonna break some digits for sure. 
That thing I'm saying f- between like between two and five, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's fine. That, that, dude, that, these things are coming. Some of these they're coming off the bat. Like, that's fair. At worst, seventy miles an hour off the bat. But I don't think someone's like shattering their hand. I think more it's like a little fracture. No, they might not even. They might not even know. They might like, not know. They, they like, might think it's hurt. not broken, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a couple days later, it's broken to heck. Yep. Yeah. Could totally happen. Um, but back to basketball, there is another series that went to two two today, the Bucks and the Nets. Well, that's the thing with like the and, and Ky- Kyrie Kyrie Irving went out with an ankle injury. Yeah, Kyrie's hurt. Harden's hurt. I was like saying that when it was two, I'm like, all right, they're not going to even play hard in the series. Kyrie's out with an ankle injury now. It's just up to KD, and like that's I guess my worry with the Clippers. It could be like a situation like they need Paul George and Kawhi. God forbid one of them goes down, the Jazz are just going to smoke them. And that's what we saw today. Finally, like, they're utilizing Giannis. Like, just have him just dominate in the paint for F's sake. And the defense is swarming. Once the, once Kyrie was out, they smelled blood in the water. The that defense was, has been playing great basketball. They played they played great the game before as well. It was a great defensive game um, in game yeah. in game three as well. Old school basketball, 86-83. TBT. Yeah, the game three was a big, it was a big tilt game because I think – the net obviously neither teams could score, but the Nets. I don't know if you guys watched that game, but Kevin Durant went off at the end of that game, and then Bruce Brown took like the last two shots and basically lost him the game. Stephen so, Smith ripped Bruce Brown. That, Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see I, I didn't see Stephen A. go on first take and do his his normal uh You've his no normal one. nonsense. <laughs> toss <laughs> toss. Uh, our buddy Zach and I were on the couch Friday morning. We would throw on Stephen A. Smith. And the question was, are you more or – I don't even know why this was the question. Are you more or less confident after the Bucks game three win? And Stephen A. said with full confidence that he was less confident in the Bucks after they won game three. What does that even mean? I don't know. I just I think sometimes you just – these guys overcomplicate things. I mean, the Bucks got another game, right? So they're one game closer to four also, games and but, going on to the next series. Like, it's, it's pretty but, simple. But also, like, what is that question from first take? Like, I, I agree with you. I think they try to overcomplicate their analysis, but they also try to overcomplicate the question. Yeah. It's like it's one yeah. more win to getting to the lucky number four. I mean, it's the magic number no, four. It's an easy no-brainer. I just texted our buddy. I definitely think that it, it was a game that, <laughs> that the Nets should have won. And again, I think I looked at it as a really big tilt game. This was a, a series that before it started, I had said, you know, I expect this to be the championship series. And it, it was not starting off like that, right? Obviously, the Nets handily won game one and game two. But, but now it's the a couple first... of good things happened to the Bucks in, in game three. Joe Harris, I had maybe one of the worst games I've seen a role player have since Trevor Ariza on the on the Rockets when he went like 0 for 10 that one game from three. Or scary, um, or scary Terry went over twelve. Ugh, yeah, it was better. in it was in the same vein. Joe Harris was wide open and he went one for eleven. Yeah, one of which terrible. was like a two pointer at the end of the game to like take them up two or something. Joe so Harris. that was a big win for the Bucks. They rode the momentum. Um, yeah, Josh, good point about Giannis. He just needs he's he's baby Shaq, right? So like, yes. just be baby Shaq. Just just go stay in the paint, do your thing there. You don't need to create off of dribble drive or you know mix try and mix mix up Blake Griffin in your bag that is a lot more shallow than you think it it is um I mean him taking we'll five see. threes is blasphemy I mean to hit yeah it's not one he can't it's be taking not. five threes in a game no five threes there's no there's no rhyme or reason to that but it's going to be interesting because now it's really so Kyrie's out Harden is out Kevin Durant 
teams up with those two guys. They look like they're going to walk into a championship. Mm. It's his time. It, it's time to do it. And he's looked as good as he's ever looked. I think even with kind of a tough game, he still put up 28 points. I mean, PJ Tucker, you're talking about the defense, Nick, PJ Tucker was fantastic. Drew holiday was fantastic in game three and in game four. PJ Tucker um, is getting all over KD and they were teammates at Texas, right? Uh, that is a, I don't think they, I don't think they played together, but obviously, you know, there's that camaraderie of just being fellow longhorns. Right. Um, They've been, and he's 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 mugging he's mugging the shit he's mugging the shit out of him oh, honestly. I mean, but like PJ almost he's kissed, getting away with it. PJ almost kissed Katie on the lips today. They didn't play <laughs> together, by the way. They was a, they, they were a year apart. Um, but yeah, I mean, but also keep in mind, like they had many a big series, like Rockets Warriors. Yeah. So there is like yeah, they're right. Longhorns, but there is bad that, blood. There is some bad blood there. So for I, sure, I, I for love sure. That. Is is Kyrie for sure out for the next game? Do we know? I mean, obviously I don't think the injury said, happened tonight. I don't think they've said that yet. Hmm. Okay, so if he is, if he can play, yeah, they're getting, they're gonna get the love for the win of that game, right? Have if to. he can't play though, it's going to Milwaukee. Yeah, if he can't play, they're in trouble. If he cannot play, and Milwaukee picks that game up in Brooklyn, they are in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's bad news. I do. I want to see a. I'm just a fan of Kevin Durant's game. He's so much fun to watch because no one there's so many things that he can do that no one else in the league can do, and I'd love to see him go for 50 in this next game. He, he's going to need to if Kyrie's yeah, not playing. They do to. have Uncle Jeff back, who we all love, of course, we but uh, some other guys are going to have to step up if it's just KD. Look, KD is our number one player in our in our rankings on our Instagram for yeah. active players True. right now in, in the playoffs. So if anybody can reason. do it, it's him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's our basketball chat. Uh, I do want to bring up one point. Nick had a, a real, great realization during the uh, Suns uh, game toss that there were more Suns fans it seemed than the Nuggets fans. And we kind of came to the conclusion. In Denver. In Denver. I feel like you would like this. We kind of came to the conclusion that why would any Nuggets fan ever go to that game? Go to a game four where they're down Absolute 3-0. waste of money. Yeah. I I mean, <laughs> I probably would not have gone. No. It's also it, it kind of seemed written in stone that they were moving on to this. Yeah, it's also not that expensive of a trip, I have to imagine, from Phoenix to Denver. Yeah, quick They want to go watch their team clinch a series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I hear, are, they our, are, they, are they our team for the, the charity stripes? Is that who we want to win at all? Suns, yeah. I mean, I'm a Clippers fan, so I want the Clippers to win. Objectively. But, but I did say on the couch today that – I would like to see the Suns win. Nice. I'm I'm Team Suns. I'm in. If the Clippers are out, I'm Team Suns. I'm Team Suns, but I would also be happy if the Jazz won because I love Spider. Okay, so we want a Western team to win. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. The Wild Wild West. I'm out on the East teams. Dope. Understandably so. Cool. Uh, quick shout out to uh, the Joker, not the Joker in basketball. Novak, Novak Djokovic in tennis beat Nadal. He was down on the first set too. He lost yeah. first set, came back and won, and then today he was down his first two sets and won the championship. Yeah. So comeback kid this weekend. Comeback kid wins the French Open um, on clay. Speaking of tennis, I saw the Arthur Ashe Stadium next to City Field in Queens today. Blown away. Nick was blown away. I was blown away how big it was for Dude. for a tennis stadium. U.S. Open, baby. Yeah, it's massive. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. I've never been in there. But now there's only I a, go. there's only a few matches there <laughs> a year. I mean, it's not like it's not like a baseball stadium that's getting tons of games. I mm-hmm. mean, it, you've built that one stadium for just a few events. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It is wild. Pretty, that's yeah, that is pretty crazy. 
I don't Unfortunately, think I... Djokovic beat a Greek guy. Uh, yeah, for your the boy. Toss his favorite. Tsitsipas, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> another, another Greek boy got the W today, so you're good. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wash for Toss in his Greek community. Um, I, I, I don't know how – I don't know if I like if I like Djokovic that much. I like him. I don't know. The mm. way that he won after he won was like – kind of like you guys all knew this like i am he like he raised one thing i don't like athletes ever doing is like raising their arms out and like looking up to to god like like they've been bestowed this like magical power i don't know i thought it was just kind of weird i was just kind of (laughs) like it was a weird it was a weird vibe like scream go on drop to your knees uh yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I feel I like, like they do that a all lot. Right, all right, man. All he's right, also man. he's also won like thirty majors. Yeah. Yeah, but like, is he better than Nadal or Federer? No. Um, he, I feel like they're. I feel like actually, they're, they're, those are the top three right now. They're like all neck and neck for for most major no, wins. They're close. Yeah, they're it's close. Like, it's like I think Federer, Federer still has Federer still has both of them though. He does I by believe. only by like a couple. That's a, that was his nineteenth Grand Slam. That's so wild. I I like him because uh my in laws are Serbian, so shout out to my family. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and I support the community, support the cause. Well, Nadal's got twenty majors, and Mister Federer over here has also twenty Grand Slam singles. So Mister Djokovic is one behind. Well, well, He's right there. there I think th- I gotta listen. I'll ask our dear friend Nacho his opinion on it, and then I'll report back. Maybe we'll give him a three-minute soundbite. That'd be fun. Show. That'd be hilarious. Uh, everyone loves a good accent. Yeah, everyone loves a good accent on the show. Nacho's and, got a great one. And honestly, like not many people have earned it. He's one guy I think that's actually earned it. He has. He interacts a lot. Yeah, and he's also hooked us up with a couple of our dearest and most lovely guests. Um, we'll let the people rock and roll in a second, but we do want to give actually a serious shout-out to Christian Eriksson. Glad he's okay. Uh, of Denmark, he played for he plays for AC Milan, uh, played for the Tottenham Hotspurs, one of the, the best player on Denmark's uh, soccer team. He collapsed, went to cardiac arrest, no pulse, nothing going on him, no breathing, and they revived him with a defibrillator. And he's now okay in stable condition, but that happened in the middle of the game. It's a horrifying video on YouTube, um, and we're glad he's okay. We, my uncle was a soccer yeah. coach, and we he said that he's never going to play again. No chance. At least Your uncle def- also said that they average about one death a year, which on is the pitch. crazy. Not, not 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 like on in the Euro League, but just in soccer, professional soccer in general, which is which is wild. Yeah, it's so crazy. I mean, they're they're in you know tip top shape, cardiovascular. Yeah. Um, from the from the heart standpoint because they're running all the time you know it's and it's long distance running you're up and down the pitch i it's just it's really puzzling and he's a young guy yeah, he's 29. only 29 yeah i mean he's i mean he's but, been playing his whole life yeah yeah at a high level you know he's a professional athlete playing for a huge huge club so it's so bizarre but glad he's okay yeah it was scary i mean for a while we didn't know what was going on i mean I think ESPN had just the his players surrounding him on the on the ground for like what it seemed like thirty minutes or something. I mean, maybe it wasn't that long, but it looked scary. And and I think someone texted one of my friends was like, "Yo, I think a player just died on the field." And we're like, "What?" We looked it up, and it was Christian Eriksen. And we're like, "Wow, that's the only Denmark player that we actually know of." Yeah, oh yeah, I for sure knew who he was, which is wild. But uh, yeah, it's really scary to see, and um, you know, it's it's a freak incident. I feel like, but at the same time, you know, life's short. Yeah. 
Jesus, man. It was scary. But I'm glad he's okay. Um, we had a great time on a lighter note with the, the Padres game. We had a good time in New York. We had a great time doing our radio show. We are excited to get back to Utah and get back to the studio um, in L.A. and really go from there. We'll have some great videos up on YouTube of the radio show starting on the 1090 YouTube channel either this week or next week, which is exciting. And Unfortunately, no uh, videos will be had of, of us and, and Lisa Ann. For all the people wondering in my DMs, you will never see that. It <laughs> has not happened. <laughs> it has not happened, yeah. Um, that is strictly business. Um, but, yeah, fans out there. Drag both feet we, down. You know what? what? We actually we actually have another um, another lovely sponsor oh. that is sponsoring the show, and we're yeah. always really grateful to all of our sponsors. One of which being Bet Online, but the other one, Moink, being Moink, yeah, nice. uh, Moink, which was it was founded by an eighth generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Cool. Kevin O'Leary, Mister Wonderful, said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted, uh, and we agree. Why do just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Well, because big food crushes the little guy. And you can help change that with moinkbox.com. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now. And listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. That's that's a great deal. Free bacon for a year. I don't Uh know why you wouldn't do that. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste. For a limited time, spelled M-O-I-N-K box dot com slash believe. That's moinkbox dot com slash believe. And just so you know, for people who don't eat pork, they have other meats as well. Yeah. And yes, they do. And if you're like me and don't and, eat meat, don't eat meat. They have salmon. There you go. Yes, they, you, if you're a pescatarian, like they have like something Josh's for everybody except for vegans. four months out of the year, you you can also go to Moink. <laughs> Dude, get out of here. If you're vegan, don't go to Moink. But if you eat some sort of living animal. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. Well, hopefully not. You're eating them when they're alive. <laughs> you're good. If but you're someone formally living out. Well, formal. Formal. Formal living. Shout out to their family. Yeah. Um. Actually, yeah. actually, you know what? I well, I will say to toss it this. I've not eaten meat since January up until I had to. Before I, I almost I did eat it. I had a bite of a burger this weekend at McSorley's. Had one bite. But I had to. I didn't want to get kicked out of the bar. They have this weird rule at the bar where if you order a burger. You have to share it eight ways, and everyone has to take a bite. Not eight ways. You just gotta share with your party. You share with if, your party. if your party's fifteen, it's gotta be fifteen they, ways. Do they like burger. watch you eat it? Yeah, they, they like inspect it. Yeah, it's super. They're bizarre. like video they, videotaping you while you eat yeah. it. Yeah, so like you have to, you have to eat this. I went out there and I said, okay, you know what? Nick We're gonna do this, but I have to start us off. Yeah, Nick was Nick couldn't handle it. He started us off. We had two burgers in rotation: one cheese, one no cheese, and that's how it went. That's how it went. Those are the seems rules. Seems like a seems like a very COVID friendly. Uh, we, it was. It I'm was sure actually. They, I'm sure they. I'm sure they crushed six months ago. It's the. Yeah. It's the oldest bar in all of New York, McSorley's. Yeah. yeah, and it's the weirdest rule of any bar in all of. New and York. all they have for drinks is light beer or dark beer. You loved it, Nick. Right? I loved it. It was great. Yeah, it's it a, was a great first time. Toss. When you do your trip to New York, and we all roll through. We'll definitely do it there. We made our friend's dad drink. We made any random that walked by drink. It was lovely. And they did. And they did. How many beers do you think we crushed in total as our group? Probably over 400. Yeah. Wow. Oh, no, but not 400. You know what? I actually. $400 worth. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Sorry. Like jars or mugs of beer. Mugs of beer? I would probably say over 100 something. I would say more. 150 something? I'd say more. I don't know for sure, but I've heard. One thing I I think I've heard about McSorley's is that they get their meat for a moink. Uh, yeah, so I did hear that Their corned beef hash is, is great. So definitely, definitely some serious moink. Some serious moinking going on over yeah. there. 
Cool. Fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. We're going to full count with that puck at that putt. It's PKs because they're free. It's your ethos. Why, guys? Because they're, they're free. We, we outro. We love ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.